All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix and a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. Gin and truth, yeah. Gin and truth. Let's go. Gin and truth. Yeah. Gin and truth. Let's go. Uh, that intro is never going to get old. I, I got to find a way to make that uh, more professionally done. But once again, thank you, Seth. That shit rocked out. Again, uh, we're going to kind of jump right into this shit. But, I mean, aren't y'all tired? I mean, wouldn't y'all rather me sit here and I, I, I'm not, I, I don't enjoy being outraged all the fucking time. But wouldn't y'all rather, you know, go over kind of me ranking Ewan McGregor movies by hotness of Ewan McGregor-ness? Which, which redhead I'm going to marry? We can have more debates. On, you know, what what does and doesn't go on a pineapple a pizza? Fuck pineapple. Y'all are all commie bastards. I would much rather talk about this shit. But I can't. And by I, I mean fucking all of us. Again, I, I want to get over it. But I can't because I'm not given a fucking choice. This stuff is constantly being shoved in all of our fucking faces. Right, and it's like, it's, and I can hear some of the arguments now. It's like, well, big guy, why are you giving these people oxygen? I don't want to give them oxygen. And here's the thing. Once upon a time, shit, just from my childhood, if you aren't one of the major networks, if you weren't a fucking Barbara Walters, a fucking Tom Brokaw, Ted Koppel, who the fuck were you? We, We didn't know your name. Normally, if you weren't one of these assholes and if you weren't on public access, you were just some asshole in the back of a smoke-filled pool spouting conspiracy theory. And those, those goddamn, you know, Jewish space lasers, are, they're a motherfucker, aren't they? They would have hit that person in the back with a fucking pool stick. But now, when you spout some bullshit about Jewish space lasers, you're now a state representative. We had a president just this time last year, gang. You understand how not long ago that was? We had a president who was retweeting and giving audience and giving oxygen and a platform to people who just, if you're Gen X, those people literally we would have never heard of. You remember the good old days when the TV literally would shut the fuck off? There'd be those colors that went up at like 10 o'clock because there was no more programming. And now Bubba wants to come in. Hold on. These fucking dogs. Come on, Bubba. Shit. This motherfucker. All right. We're going to keep going. But like I say, I I want to ignore these fuckers. But now we got 24-hour news feeds. We got this thing called the internet. Again, once upon a time, if you talked about Jewish space layers, we laugh at you. Now you get to represent an entire fucking state. I, I I don't want to have these conversations, but these conversations lead to bigger bullshit. And so now 
we have to do it. And now I opened the door and a bug flew in. Now I got to commit homicide. Like I said, gang, welcome to fucking Texas. Bugs never fucking die. But the assholes that I'm talking about, the people who keep this type of rage going, I don't want to fucking pay attention to Ben Shapiro's monkey ass. But what choice do I have? It, it, it's not like he has, it's Ben and like 15 other idiots. It's more like Ben and 15 million. He has an audience. He has followers. And they're not just people who hate listen. They hang on every fucking word he has to say. Right? I remember, uh, I've said this before. He was on Joe Rogan's show. And, and Joe was not doing devil's advocate. He was literally trying to tell Ben that you're oversimplistic because they were talking about gun violence in the inner city, mainly with black people. And of course, Ben did the whole Republican talking point. What about dads? Shut the fuck up. And Joe was trying to tell him, look, your, your answer is just way too simplistic for a very complex discussion. Just don't pick up the gun. No, 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 no. It, it's not as easy as just not picking up a gun, Ben. Don't pick up the gun. Uh, eventually, self-agency uh, has to take over. Okay, yeah, eventually you got to talk about self-responsibility. But what about this? What about that? What about this? Just don't pick up the gun. Don't pick up the gun. Self-agency. Go to Harvard. Go to Harvard. Make a million dollars a year. Marry a doctor. Become super rich. You know how that fucker gets down. I don't want to pay attention to this asshole, but I have to. Because it's not just Ben Shapiro. He is gassing up millions of people who feel this way. And my voice is already a little cracky. And I got a lot of shit to talk about. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm. Gin and truth, let's go. Again, I don't want <clears throat> to sit here and continue to talk about this shit. I don't enjoy having my blood pressure Stay at 150 over 125. But this shit is affecting us real time. Again, Ben, don't tell us to just do something that you've never had to just do your goddamn self. What about Jared Kushner's monkey ass? Just this time last year. Again, just get over it, Hal. This stuff is happening right now. And speaking of Jared Kushner's monkey ass, someone call... Uh, what is it, Madame Trousseau? One of her fucking wax figures escaped from the fucking museum. What did his monkey ass say last year? Well, black people, they just have to want it. Motherfucker, you didn't want it. It was given to you. And I've said before, there's a difference between working hard and clocking long hours. Don't tell me how you hit a home run when your monkey ass was already lined up on third base. At best. Someone sacrificed Bunted so your monkey ass could come home. Fuck you, Jared Kushner. And again, don't tell me to do something that you haven't just done yourself. I don't want to talk about this asshole, but it's not just Jared Kushner. He speaks for a whole bunch of people. And if you think I'm exaggerating, don't you remember Trump being in the fucking White House? These assholes have voice and these are registered voters. We have to pay them attention. And what about that? Who's that 
stinking ass bastard I'm thinking of, Ann Coulter. I don't want to pay attention to Ann Coulter. But this sack of shit is a fucking best-selling author. People listen to what she has to say. I remember at work, people make fun of me because I actually like Barry Manilow. And I was like, you like Barry Manilow. No, I don't. It's like, you're lying. The numbers say you're lying. It's not just me and like 15 gay guys buying Barry Manilow records. Everyone is. You know why? He's fucking tremendous. And because I love Barry Manilow, we're going to do it again. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mmm. Delicious. Jen and Truth and Mandy. Let's go. People listen to Ann Coulter. It's not just Ann, 10 of her fans and like 15 hate watchers. People hang on this idiot's words. And I remember, and gang, I'm telling you the fucking truth. I remember she, I can't, I can't remember what Bill Maher, wherever the fuck she was. What a piece of shit. But I remember she said, hey, black people, the white guilt bank, it's officially closed. And I was like, bitch, when did it ever open for business? I missed that grand opening notice because I've had my ass in line first day. Where is my fucking interest-free loan? Give it up, white guilt bank. Eat a dick. Right? And again, I I, I don't want to give this bastard oxygen but what choice do I have? She's gassing shit up. The white guilt bank. I've had people tell me to my face in English words that I can understand whilst within arm distance of me, right? And it's like, oh, Robert, you you just don't know how hard it is, I mean, to, to be white. I mean, you know what it feels like to be blamed for everything? It's like, no, no, I, I really don't. Is, is it really bad? to be blamed for everything? Is it almost as bad as being killed for nothing? You want to trade places with me? Oh, you don't? Who's the snowflake now, bitch? It's like, you know I can hear what you just said, right? Again, I don't want to give this shit oxygen, but what choice do I have? I want to turn the page, but I can't. Tommy Lahren's monkey ass. Did y'all hear what hate Barbie said? If it's the same bullshit, it's the, if black people would just comply and here's what problem, I'm not even going to address how stupid that shit is, but I remember, cause I always ask thought questions at work. And one day I actually wanted to know it was, when was the last time you were in a fist fight? That was the question. Let's say I asked a hundred people, probably three. It's like, oh, I remember my last fist fight. Yeah, that was a humdinger, <laughs> right? 97 people said they did it. But of those that 97, pardon me, probably 60 of them answered me with the tone of voice like I asked, when was the last time you fucked your sister or your brother? Oh, Robert. Oh, 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 no one. Oh, that's barbaric. Oh, oh, give me a break. Men and women gave me that response. And I was like, motherfucker, a fight <laughs> where I went to school? Once a week? I mean, I still, the worst one, the worst one. Tamika Lucky. I will never fucking forget it. So if you're around my age, I don't know if it's regional, but definitely in the South. The worst thing, and I do mean the worst thing you could have called a black girl back then, was a chicken head. It wasn't just 
their inability to grow hair that went down to their butt. It was the stereotypical and alleged attitude that came with it, right? All black girls who can't grow hair or me, shut the fuck up. And the whitest white girl my school had to offer called Tamika Lucky a chicken head on the wrong fucking day. Tamika Lucky went left. She beat the brakes off that little girl. It was hard to watch. So much, in fact, that a grown-ass man, our principal, could not stop that beating. Tamika Lucky stopped when she was ready to stop. She, she beat that girl into another universe. I'm telling you, it was something else. So, I mean, my point is, for someone like a Tommy Laren to sit there and say, well, just don't, you know, resist a cop. Shut the fuck up. When, when try to follow orders of any kind with a gun pointed at your fucking face. And my point when bringing about Tamika, if you've never been in a fist fight, then you don't know what adrenaline does to the system and your ability to understand, to comprehend, to follow orders is severely compromised. I remember, and actually this is going to be a good tie-in, it was a real sports episode. If y'all have ever seen that show, it's fucking tremendous. But um, I I think it was a set of twin brothers, and they were both football players at a smaller college in Florida. One of the brothers was quiet. He was withdrawn. He didn't go out. He didn't party. And by all accounts, both of these young men were outstanding individuals. Someone that anyone would be proud to call their son. Now, they just so happened to be big, muscular black guys with dreads. They were football players. Well, the quiet twin went to a party. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't plastered. He went home. He was walking home, and he got lost. And I'm trying to remember the story, and I'm probably going to fuck up some details, but the end of the story is 100% accurate, and that's what's important. And as he's walking through a neighborhood that's not his, he... He knocks on a door. It was a door that belonged to a white couple. The lady looked through the peephole and the kid was asking for help. Hey, where am I? You know, can you give me directions? Can you call me an Uber? She didn't answer. She saw who was out there and she didn't answer. Now, I'm a self-defense teacher. I don't have a problem with that. I have told a great man, whether you're at home in a hotel, it does, whether they've got a badge, they look like an official looking uniform. If someone's on the other end of the door and you don't recognize or you don't feel comfortable, no, you don't. There's no law that says you have to answer shit. I don't have a problem with the fact that she didn't answer the door. Okay, the kid realized, okay, I'm not getting a response. So he walked off the property. He's still trying to find his way home. What I do have a problem with is this lying sack of shit calls the cops and fabricates some story that some big black nigger is beating on her door. I'm going to rape me some white bitches tonight. Literally like five cop cars come zooming in out of nowhere. This kid is just walking. They literally dukes of hazard their fucking cars on top of curves, and you can hear them because you see the body cam. And it's like, freeze, motherfucker, freeze! This kid was simply walking. He didn't do anything. He freaked out. What would you do if a whole bunch of cars came, 
People jumped out. They're lights in your face. Everyone has their guns at your fucking skull, and they're screaming at you. You know what he did? Exactly what y'all would have done. He ran. And you know what happened? They shot that fucking kid. Now, here's the fucked up portion of the story. Oh, no, it gets worse. She had one of those doorbell recorder, nobule thing, whatever the fuck. They were able to see that that lady was fucking lying. That the whole the big black nigger was threatening me. Yeah, that was a lie. And her lie costed a kid his fucking life. I don't want to talk about this shit. And this wasn't from 1955. This isn't Emmett Till. This is right fucking now. When you got an iPhone and iPad and I could do a fucking podcast and an overpriced microphone. I don't want to talk about this shit, but I have to. I want to get over it, but I can't. And it's a great tie in that story to what I said last year after the Jacob Blake incident. We're going to start off with Jacob Blake. The most dangerous place for a black person to live is in the imagination of a white aggressor. We are treated more poorly based on the potential of harm than when our white counterparts actually commit harmful acts. You remember Jacob Blake? That poor bastard's paralyzed. And I don't give a fuck what the police call was for. I don't care. And yeah, he had a criminal past. Like I said last year, what is it in your past that I can dig up and fuck you up for? They shot that man seven times. Now, let me tell you something. I'm not a guns expert, but I am a martial arts expert. There are techniques you do in martial arts. There's, there's a drill called the drunk uncle. Everyone has that uncle that, ah, you little mother. Fuck, I didn't like your mama in the first. Get your mom. How do you put, how do you solve a physical conflict with your uncle? You want to put him down. You don't want to hurt him, right? Then that's not the same technique I would use if me and my girl are walking down the street and someone puts hands on her. I'm not going to gently put that person down. I'm going to try and hurt him. So I don't know guns, but I do know physical conflict. I am an expert at that at seven degree black belt. Gang, they pumped seven bullets into that man. You don't pump seven bullets into another human being just because you want to wound him or you want to get him off of his feet. You put seven slugs into someone because you're trying to kill him. And you remember at first, he was definitely reaching for a gun. Okay, he was definitely reaching for a knife. Okay, maybe it was a potato peeler. I don't give a shit. And I remember posting it because if this video stood on its own, it would simply be funny. And I remember it was this dude named Jerry. You know, matter of fact, from my main man, Jerry, hold on. You know what time it is. Gin and truth. Let's go. And it was Jerry. Jerry was this overweight, middle-aged, southern man, big beard. And if he wasn't being an asshole, you would think he was fucking Santa Claus. And you can hear his girl in the background because she's got her iPhone out taping the whole thing. Jerry, stop. Come on, Jerry, stop. Now, there were two cops, one woman, one man. And they were they could not keep Jerry on the ground. And Jerry was straight up razzling. 
not verbally comfort. It was he was fighting him with his fist. He tackled the guy cop. He was reaching for his gun. Reaching for his fucking gun. Even if he couldn't see it, the other cop did, and she did see it. And when Jerry realized he couldn't get the pistol out of its holster, and then the lady cop jumps on his back, he picks her up and slams her on the fucking ground. Then he takes the baton out of the lady cop's hand, beats the fuck out of her, beats the fuck out of the guy cop, jumps in their police cruiser, not his car, their car, and he drives away. The whole time, stop, Jerry, stop, stop, Jerry. Not a nick on Jerry, not a sick. They didn't even break his fucking skin. Now, I've said this once before. I'm going to say it right now in this podcast. Gang, I'm 6'3", 245 pounds. I'm a bald-headed, muscular guy. Now, when I was in my 20s, people would literally pay money to see this physicality sack a quarterback. As long as I was sacking a quarterback, I got a standing ovation. People ask for my autograph. I want my kid to be just like you. But the exact same physical attributes that made me a football playing success, they make me a menace to fucking society. Now imagine that was me. Imagine I'm Jerry. Imagine my girl on her iPhone taping that incident. Stop, Chris, stop, stop. What if Chris tackled at 6'3"? Again, I'm not fat, gang. I'm still a little bit on the muscular side. What if I tackled that fucking cop and reached for his gun? Stop, Chris, stop. Let's say it even went to the point to where I picked up the lady cop, slammed her on the back of her head. Do you really think I would have had the time to take her baton out of her hand and beat the fuck out of both cops and jump in their cruiser with my girl? Stop, Chris, stop. Let me tell you how that shit would have worked. After I even lunged for the male cop, the other cop emptied her clip, put in a fresh one. Right then, by that time, the male cop would have gone, gotten into the fucking uh his cruiser, gotten the shotgun. <laughs> then they would have put, and then they would have to shot my girl. She was being a threat. Right? Then they would have put the fucking cops on me, cuffs on me. Then they would have beat me with a fucking baton. And then you know what would have happened to those cops? A week suspension, administrative leave, still get pay while we investigate, even though the film clears them, showing them filling me so many holes that the bleeding won't stop and I die. Do you really think someone who looked like me would have gotten the Jerry level leniency? They didn't give that type of leniency to fucking Jacob Blake. The mere thought of what a black person is capable of doing outweighs what a white person actually does. Give me a fucking break. Philando Castile, you remember that one? Now, here's a man who was murdered in front of 
his girlfriend and their daughter. And I'm talking a child, y'all. Imagine her fucking therapy bills. He got pulled over for a basic traffic stop. It was probably something really violent, like a motherfucking, you know, taillight being out or something like that. Now, you 2A motherfucker should be jerking off all over yourself. Not only did he do exactly what every black person my age has been taught to do. One, you show the utmost respect. You show so much respect when you're pulled over by the cops. You make sure that they have to correct you down, right? It's Hey, it's okay. It's just, just call me Bill, right? No, you, 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 you lay on that respect extra thick because if you don't, you could die. We're also taught in a very respectful tone, you repeat everything the officer says so you can demonstrate compliance. Show me your ID. I'm show you, show me, show you my ID. You repeat everything. So they know that you're on the same page. And even when he tells you, get me your insurance, you ask permission first. May I reach for my insurance? Even after he told you. And then while you're doing it, what's the last thing every black parent told you? You announce every single step. Mr. Officer, sir. Miss Officer, ma'am. I'm taking my hand off the steering wheel. Mr. Officer. Miss Officer. I'm reaching for the glove compartment. Mr. or Miss Officer. My papers are in my glove compartment. May I reach for them, sir, please? You announce every, you make sure, and no sudden movements. Every black kid was taught that. Every single last one of us. That's exactly what Falando Castile did. And he followed the rules because he had a license to carry a concealed weapon. Once again, all you two-way motherfuckers should be double-fisting your fucking cocks right now. And he told him, sir, I have a gun. I have to tell you that there's a gun in the car. I have a license. What did the cop do? Don't reach for it. No, no, sir. No, sir. I'm not reaching for it. I just let you know I have a gun. Don't you reach for it. Philando Castillo's voice stayed the same. The cop was elevated. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not doing it. One, two, three, four, five, six shots. Six shots into that man's side. Again, you don't shoot six times because you're trying to wound. You shoot six times because you're trying to murder. Mission accomplished. He died in front of his girlfriend and in front of their daughter. Why? Because he followed the rules. Why? Because the potential of what a black man can do outweighs what a white dude has already done. And the fucked up part, because the murderer's body cam was still going, if y'all remember. And if you think I'm lying, look this shit up. The girlfriend, the fucked up part. I'm going to tell you what, gang, because I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the clock. We're going on the 27-minute mark. Let me write this down. Girlfriend. This one's going to be long. <laughs> Philando Castile's girl. Okay. So... I don't want to have to rush and I don't want to have to squeeze this in. So I'm going to, hold on. Let's get that one written down. All right. All right. So you can tell I'm a little bit pissed, but we're going to call it halftime. Y'all know the routine. I'm going to drain the weasel. I'm going to get a refresher on this delicious Hendrix. Then I'm going to come back 
and I'm going to rant my monkey ass off. And for those of you that can take it all the way through, I'm saying thank you in advance. The big guy's going to be right back. Gin and truth. Let's go.